they just got to stop. Like they've got to draw a hard line in the sand and say, I'm not, I'm not doing that. Like, like she said, we buy rebuilt title trucks or we don't buy brand new. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with stuff. And that's another thing like with Dave Ramsey, like I love, it's like, he tells you to work your butt off and reward yourself, but be willing to put in the grind, be the delayed gratification. Like that fixes 99% of the problems in this country. We are here with another episode of the Go Vertical Podcast, number 15. So buckle up, strap in. This is going to be a fun one. Uh, we are excited to be joined by Bob and Emily Hull this week. Um, first tandem uh, guests. So this is going to be awesome to interview them about uh, just their life and their business and uh, get into some um, financial stuff and just managing your finance as well. So this is going to be uh, really exciting. Um <clears throat> With that being said, guys, are you ready to go vertical? Let's yes. go. All right. Warren, you got a tip of the week for us? Ooh, tip of the week. Uh, well, we talked a little bit about this, uh, another tip, but I was talking to a team member last night, and he was talking to me about his his workers always trying to keep up with him and how he noticed that if he's having a bad day, his workers kind of have a bad day. And so we talked, I put a thing on Facebook last night. It said, um, respect or hustle earns respect. Mm. And, and, uh, we, I, another tip I gave the other week was like show up first and stay late. But I think, uh, this, this week's tip is just like hustle and everything you do, like make your life about going all in. Um, it's not always about work. Maybe it's playing hard and no matter what, you're going to go all in. So go all in, mm. Hustle hard. That's the tip of the week. Love it. That's awesome. Um, well, again, as I mentioned, Bob and Emily Hole are here of Hole. Is it what is it? Hole Roofing and Restoration. Is that? Am I saying that right, guys? Uh oh, they froze. <laughs> Technology. There we go. We got right. you now. I think. So, uh, remind me of the name of the business again. Is it Hole Roofing and Restoration? Whole roofing and remodeling. Oh, remodeling. Okay. I knew there was another R in there. I couldn't remember what it was. Or the way Warren says it, howl roofing and remodeling. <laughs> I learned yesterday. I've been saying it wrong for a year, so I do apologize <laughs> publicly for that one. It's whole, like a hole in the ground. Yeah. I've been saying it right, but I never quite knew. That was one thing I was going to clarify is if I had it right today. Um, anyways, well, thanks you guys so much for taking the time to uh, join us. We're really excited to, to have you guys on and to hear what you have to say. Uh, so I'm just going to start with a couple uh, just brief questions just to get to know you a little bit. Um, so can you start, uh, either one of you or both of you, whoever wants to answer, what, what do you guys do and can you just give us your elevator pitch or what you do in a sentence or two? Um, we do roofing, siding, gutters, and um, we do it day in and day out, and us and our team, and um, we're just in it to give our customers the best um, experience they can get. Awesome. I love it. What, what do you spend most of your time doing day to day? Uh, it depends what day. Right. 
Um, yeah, uh, probably our biggest um, fault and our biggest um, strength is me and her are both kind of that um, all team player. So whatever needs done, we're both do it. Like if mm-hmm. she's got to pick up trash or got to go sling bundles of shingles, she's willing to do it. I'm willing to do it. Um, that's something that we're trying to get better at hiring and delegating some of that because we need to run the business more. Um, and also, um, you know, we've got three young kids and, uh, she wants to spend a little more time and making sure we're, she can be mom too. I mean, like they're running around the office today, so don't be surprised if they don't pop their head in <laughs> while we're on the podcast, you know, here. Um, so yeah, that's like awesome. I said, you know, like Warren came down, so I jumped in there for three days and I told Warren, I was like, man, I'm getting so far behind on office stuff because I've practically been up on this roof the last three days with you, you know? So yeah. Um, primarily her, uh, main job is production to keep, you know, production stuff rolling. And mine is, you know, filling in the gaps when, you know, reviewing some jobs just because I've been doing it longer. So I can look at a job and be like, Hey, why don't we have this in there? You know? Um, and then I manage the sales guys. I'm there to help the sales guys and, you know, answer their questions and help them do bidding and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Awesome. What is, what's one thing that keeps you awake at night? Um, metal jobs. (laughs) (laughs) I'm um, here lately. We've been doing, um, frosted panels and they are coming from, is it Missouri? Missouri. And it takes two weeks to get them in. So for sure on material, we're going to have to drive to Missouri. So, (laughs) wow. So that's um, just little things like that of stuff going wrong or being short. And then it just, um, some people, a lot of people are understanding, but then you have those moments where you, the homeowners just like, they don't understand. So Mm. that kind of stuff will keep you awake for sure. I don't really sleep. So there's nothing that can really keep me awake. (laughs) (laughs) One of my guys the other day is like, do you just drink monsters when you get home at like 10, 11, 12 o'clock at night and just work all night? I was like, no, but some days I feel like it. So he, he shows up at the job site with an empty monster in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> so I noticed that he's, he's got it down. So he's going, yeah, I think he texted me last night, at like 1130 or midnight and he had just gotten home from picking up materials for a job. So, mm-hmm. yep. So, all in. Yeah. I just, uh, I don't know. I try to, um, we try to run things different and, you know, we're, we, we try to look at a lot, a lot about legacy and impact and, you know, how we can help, um, you know, help our community be better and help our team be better. Um, I just got done interviewing a kid and I was like, I want you to be a better person after working here for six months or a year. Like, like you're not a bad person now, but I'm just saying like, I want your mom to notice. I want your girlfriend to notice like, there's something different about you um, just because life's too short. Um, and um, yeah, we just, yeah, that's, that's probably more that may, that may be what keeps me awake is just that how many people can we give opportunities? And like, I guess my biggest fear is like not hiring the wrong person and not hiring the right person that um, I'm supposed to hire. Um, yeah. Yeah. Hmm. Wow, well, that. and that's one thing like Nick's been asking that question for maybe four or five episodes now. And one of our guests, it was like, 
it was a worry that kept him up at night, but something that got him excited or like passion or like what you said, like making a difference in your employee's life. Like maybe mm -hmm. keeping you up at night is like, you want the best for one of your employees or you're, you're worried, maybe not worry, but maybe you're, you're seeing him struggle with something or her struggle with something that keeps you up at night. Like for your employee, that's, that's pretty cool too. So yeah, it's not always the worry that keeps you up, but sometimes it's the excitement and the passion. So that's something to think about as well. So, yeah. And uh, last, last of our kind of get to know you questions here is what do you do when you're not working? Is there such a thing? <laughs> uh, no, no I, yeah. I, I have no hobbies. Yeah. When I'm not working, I like to be outside, um, like to mess with my flowers, repot my houseplants and stuff like and that. And you guys have some cows or something too, don't you? Yeah, we got a few cows. Yeah. yeah. Just to yep. eat the grass and have some homemade beef in the freezer. So, yep. yeah. Yeah, we got a handful of cows out there. But, yeah, and I mean, nice. we, we are in that grind <clears throat> mode right now and that build mode. And honestly, I mean – I've kind of always been addicted to work. Um, like we were flipping houses up till about a year and a half ago. So we were starting to run a roofing business during the day and working on flipping houses at night. And it got to the point that our kids were getting a little older and had to start school and mm -hmm. we had to have some kind of schedule for them. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I don't know. Like I, like I said, I, I just want to invest in the team and, you know, help guys, especially sales guys get to, you know, an income that can really change their life. Um, and I mean, that truly is like, I love them texting me, helping them big jobs at 10, 11 o'clock at night. Like that, that's fine with me. Like Emily yeah. needs, Emily needs the break and that's fine. Like there's nothing wrong with that. Like, you know, she needs the chance to step away where I, I don't have to like, that's how she refreshes where I'm the deeper I get into it the more refreshed I am. So I do better in solitude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I hear you there. Uh, awesome. Well, thank you guys for sharing in our, uh, getting to helping us to get to know you a little bit better. Uh, Warren, I know you are very excited about this and have lots of questions. So I'm going to turn you loose and <laughs> see what Absolutely. you got. Yeah. Well, we have two uh, first time first timers on the podcast today. Not only is it Bob and Emily's first podcast, from what I understand, but they they set a goal, or Bob had a goal. I don't know if it was Emily's goal as well to be on three podcasts this year in 2022. So this is their first one of at least three they're planning to do. Um, hopefully, they can be on all three. Um, so that's a really cool goal. I think it's great because one thing that Nick and I talk about is podcasts aren't always for your listener, but it's often for the guests and the people on like the hosts. And like we've learned, Nick and I have learned so much from being like the hosts on this podcast. It's been amazing. And I think we both would say that we probably benefited more from this podcast than anybody has. And so it makes you dig yeah, a little deeper absolutely. and like, you know, like when you, you're not just having a shallow conversation, you're trying to talk about something that can bring value to people. And so we've never had somebody with us with their spouse. So that's really cool. And we've also never had a, an individual with us that used to work for Dave Ramsey. Oh, so yeah. that's pretty cool. Bob used to work for Dave Ramsey. So we're going to, I'd love to pick Bob's brain first a little bit. And then if Emily wants to pitch in on any of the questions, that'd be great. 
And then a little later on in the po- in the podcast, I'd like to talk a little bit about working. Um, I know it's going to be a lot to cover with both of these topics, but working the business um, as a couple, because we all know that oftentimes the wife is the turbocharger that really m- makes us go. And so um, I think it's really cool to see you guys succeeding, having an awesome year together. I just spent three days down there with Bob and his crew and got to go out to dinner with Emily and the kids. And so that's really cool. It's great to, to see you guys again. Um, Bob, first of all, talk to us a little bit about what it was like to work for Dave Ramsey. What, what did that look like? Uh, what was your position there? Because Nick and I both kind of follow the Dave Ramsey financial plan to a point. Um, he probably does a little better at that than I do, but I was kind of raised on those values. So I'd love to hear what it was like working uh, in the office with, with Dave. So um, one thing, Dave is exactly who he is on the radio at the office, Monday morning staff meetings. Like, you know, he's a gun-toting, Bible-carrying hillbilly from Tennessee. And if you don't like that, he's fine with that. Like, you know, um, and uh, just, you know, one thing that, you know, stuck out with me, like I had right after we came back to Indiana, I had somebody say, what's the one thing that you learned the most hey they were willing to try about anything like as big as organizations they were like you thought that they had like all their marketing planned out perfect and like you know could project exactly what was going to happen in the next 12 months and you know the old term throw mud on the wall and see what sticks they did a lot more of that than you know maybe you thought they did um Hmm. but um and you know one thing that dave was very bold about was he would pray um you know, Monday mornings was staff meetings. Wednesday morning was devotional. So he would bring the entire team together. And you had likes of John Maxwell, Greg Rochelle, Brandon Heath, Danny Goki, like a lot wow. of big people that would come in and share, you know. And, uh, you know, one thing that they would always do on Monday is from the stage, he would pray for God to bless the business. And that's such a minor thing. Um, but, you know, as a believer, like, duh, like he wants us to win. Like he does, you know what I mean? Sometimes, sometimes we're stupid and we need to, um, um, you know, when he's smacked in the head, when we try to do something that we shouldn't do, don't get me wrong. Um, but you know, just, and you know, they took care of us like that. That is the reason we started our own company. Cause after you work for Dave Ramsey, like we moved down there and our, our middle child was 10, 12 days old. Like literally we took the job and waited for her to have the baby before we moved down there. And they did a meal, uh, not a meal, meal train for three or four months. Like, I mean, just stuff like that. Like, I mean, they truly like, they cared, like you could go to them and like, Hey, pray for me about this, you know, or what, whatever Mm. that was, you know? Um, and yeah, um, they answered, I did sales Mm. for it. Um, but you know, like they've got some phenomenal leadership. Um, I still stay in contact with a lot of people from down there. They're, they're some of our best friends, um, mm-hmm. you know, and they're, they're quality friends that you can reach out like, Hey, pray for me about this. Like when we were ready to launch our business, I reached out to a couple of them and you know, they're, they're just so encouraging. So that's so cool. Well, thanks for sharing that, but let's, let's get right into it. Uh, you and I both love going to conferences we love interacting on facebook we we love you know the network of roofing contractors and business owners it's a lot of fun 
Uh, however, both of us have seen, you know, some struggles that we all go through, people go through, but a big one is just financial, like being intentional about your finances. And I know, you know, Dave Ramsey personally, like on a personal level, encourages people to stay out of debt, get rid of credit card debt, pay off their house, pay off their student loans and like be very, very intentional and like have things planned out. Um, we all know that a lot of our listeners probably know, you know, they either like or don't like Dave Ramsey. And we're not just going to talk about his policies. But, you know, we see people grow like crazy and they buy a new boat, they buy a new truck and they go nuts. And then five years later, they're nowhere to be found. But talk a little bit about how like the maybe some of the things you learned from Dave Ramsey has helped you guys in business. Maybe if you could give a two or three little, you know, just a couple of tips of things that you implement in your business. You probably do it without even thinking that that you learned from Dave Ramsey or that you that you know that he taught when you were working there. Um, a few things that'd be really cool to hear from you as a business owner. What are some things you implement for whole roofing? Well, like we just, you know, like you said, people go nuts when they get a big check and they think, oh, you know, I'm going to go out and buy this and that. And then their supplier isn't paid up or, you know, they're behind on other bills. Um, so we're really wise in you know, paying what we need to pay first. And we buy, you know, we buy used trucks. Um, we buy um, rebuilt titles trucks. So we're smart about that. We're not buying brand new trucks. I mean, we could if we wanted to, but that's not very financially wise. Um, so, you know, just little things like that. Um, here lately, been buying stuff um, in bulk just to save on in that aspect. Because, um, you know, you add up those numbers and you're saving um, thousands of dollars when you do it that way. Um, so just little stuff like that, um, that he tells you, um, you know, buy, buy used. Um, delayed gratification. Don't go out and just buy whatever you want because it feels good, you know, because we got to think about our team and providing for them. And that's not fair to them if we're um, uh, financially unwise. So mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. things like that, um, we do, um, like I said, just watching our, um, watching our numbers, counting what we're what we're buying, what we're spending on and um, trimming the fat where we need to. So, yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to add to that, Bob? Well, and I mean, there's people that want to have heated discussions with me about this and I'm going to stick to my stance that we're going to grow this business debt free and we may not grow it as quick as you think we should. Um, mm -hmm. But, you know, we're in this for the long haul and, you know, we're, we're building something that hopefully one day our kids will take over. Um, and, you know, so, um, yeah, you know, your overnight success after busting your, you know, what for five or six years, like, Oh, wow. Look, look, look at that overnight success. And like she said, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta think about your team, like delayed gratification. Um, mm -hmm. literally just had this conversation earlier this spring, we bought four or five semi loads of shingles because we knew the price was getting ready to go up quite a bit. And another guy that I know that had a roofing business, he bought a brand new truck. Yep. And there's nothing wrong with a brand new truck, but I've heard he's really struggling right now. And it's like, you know, the delayed gratification, like I always tell people they would laugh if they knew how little we paid ourselves, mm -hmm. you know? Um, but like she said, we want, we're, we're trying to invest in our team and, you know, we want, you know, it's, we, we all see it. Everybody wants a big flashy truck. Um, I just need a vehicle to get me from A to B 
she's even less maintenance than, my, than I am. Um, you know, so, I mean, and that's, that's, that's the trick. Slow and steady wins. Yeah. The race. There's nothing sexy and flashy about it. There's absolutely mm-hmm. nothing. Um, but it, but it works, you know, yeah. and I think about Dave now that, you know, he's over like 1400 team members. When I was there five, six years ago, I was like the 500th person he hired. So he's almost tripled since then. And, you know, I mean, some days I scratch my head about having 10 or 11, you know, in-house people and then 20, 30 subs, this depends on what day we're working. You know, he's got 1400 people, let alone yep. how many subs contractors per se is, you know, so it's just, you know, yeah, like I said, it's people want to argue and, and, you know, and I love talking about this because every time there's somebody will reach out and send me a private message. Like I saw you here and how would you help? Like, what would you do here? You know? Yeah. And, um, and it's like, you know, like that's, that's, that that's my passion, you know, like mm-hmm. I want to help more people in them areas and, you know, just because everybody's better off. Like when there's margin, you know, it's just like she says, buying stuff in bulk, you know, starting to price some of that stuff. And the amount Cash of is king. Yep. It's crazy. It's crazy. And it's funny. Yep. When, um, Nick, uh, the sales guy there on that job we just did, he goes, knowing you, Bob, I can't believe you didn't buy a bunch of extra and leave it in the shop. Uh, so that would, uh, so I'd sell another job, you know, and I said, well, you get a couple more jobs sold with coatings then we may do that. But you know, the guy, the team even knows that, you know, yep. but that helps them. Like, like you said, like when you work hard or you're having a bad day, your team works hard or they have a bad day, but like they're going to start, they take ownership of like grabbing that extra box of nails or grabbing that half a box of nails and throw it in their truck, a set of the crew throwing it in the trash or them throwing it in the trash, you know? So, yep. yep. No, those are, those are great things. That's, and that's awesome. Something else that I've noticed is we've attracted, we've got um, two young kids at Salesforce and they're both very financially wise and they didn't necessarily go through Dave's Ramsey's training. Like, we're starting to see that a little bit of attracting people like that. And that's cool because then like I, I tease my office girl, but you know, she's always shutting the lights off because her mom works for the electric company. But once again, like she's helping conserve money. Like she was buying tickets for uh, the other day for something. And she took a picture of the amount and wanted my approval after I told her to buy them. Like, she's like, that's just a lot of money. And I was like, I get that. But you know, so that just makes everybody better in the long run. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You said so many good things, but I know you talked a little bit about Nick and you were talking about one of the first times you met him. Um, he was commenting on your nice trucks and, and you told him like straight out, like this is before he worked for you that they're paid for. And I think people get really shocked when they hear that. Um, but you, you talked a lot about your why and then I heard you say, you know, build something that's going to last for your kids talking about impacting a lot of lives. And unfortunately, in the roofing industry, often the people's why, honestly, is a big jacked up truck or it's that boat. And that's okay to want those things. It's okay to have those things. But if that's your why, your why won't last. You'll get the truck one day and then what are you going to do? You, all you have is you're, you don't have a mission. You just want money that, or you want nice things. And so you guys have beautiful trucks. I saw them. I saw the line of trucks. They're great. They're not brand new, but they're not rust buckets. They're not, they're not like something you'd be embarrassed to drive out on the job site. They're very professional, very nice trucks. They run good. They look great. 
Um, there's nothing wrong with, with having nice things and nice trucks, but your why has got to be so much bigger. You're going to get in trouble for sure. So you, you talked about wasting material. You talked about buying in bulk. Um, do you say, I mean, I'm pretty sure I know the, the answer to this, this question I'm about to ask you, do you see a, a direct where people struggle with their financials and their personal life and they start a business and like, they think they're going to earn their way out of financial trouble. What can these young guys do who struggled financially personally, who started a business, somehow they got it together and started selling roofs, or maybe they started selling for somebody like you as a mentor, what would you tell these guys to start doing so they can dig their way out? Cause like, I see it all the time. Like they struggled. They never had a, they somehow got enough money to start a roofing company, but they go right back in their old habits, their bad spending habits, they're bad putting everything on payment habits. These the same things that Dave Ramsey's always talking about. What are some things these guys can do to to stop the snowball, the debt snowball of just it's out of control for some of these guys, even in their business. Like they can't get ahead. I've watched them for three or four years and they're still just scraping by. They just gotta stop. Like they've gotta draw a hard line in the sand and say, I'm not. I'm not doing that. Like, like she said, we buy rebuilt title trucks or we don't buy brand new. Uh, and there's nothing wrong with stuff. And that's another thing like with Dave Ramsey, like I love, it's like, he tells you to work your butt off and reward yourself, but be willing to put in the grind, be the delayed gratification. Like that fixes 99% of the problems in this country. Like if hmm. you delay your gratification, like build that business up, you know, that kind of stuff. But yeah, I mean, it's, it's simple. It's not easy. Just quit borrowing money and figuring out a way like, you know, and however that is like, you know, maybe you make less for the first six months or whatever, but you know, roll that money back in there. I mean, that's the beautiful thing about a roofing business is you sign a contract, you get a deposit. So is if you can keep up on your billing, like they're giving you money before you have to buy the material, you know, and a lot of suppliers will give you 30 days or whatever that is. To yep. pay. So like, you know, but you got to remember, like when you get that $40,000 check from the customer, like if you owe $36,000 of material and labor, you better go pay your material and labor. Um, it's the simple stuff. And I mean, it's kind of like the Dave Ramsey principle. I've had people come up like, it's just common sense. He's made a lot of money off of it. He has. Yeah. He has oh yeah. He better. Yep. You know, but yep. he's packaged it and he sold the heck out of it. And it's, and it's changed millions of lives, you know, like our kids, you know, will, you know, they won't have the struggles that we had growing up because, you know, we, we, we broke that, you know. One thing I, um, it's not something you like can physically do, but like, think about the future. I always think, what if like, okay, what if he like gets hurt and, um, we're not having that income come in and if, you know, we're financially stable. Um, it's not going to affect us. Like people don't think of what if, what could happen, you know, they're doing great now and they're above water and they can pay everything. But what if something happens tomorrow and they get hurt and you're not having any money come in? So, um, that's kind of how I think about it. And that's why I'm, mm. um, you know, we could go buy something really, really extravagant, but you know, I want to have that for my future. Um, cause you just never know. Yeah. And you guys are still young. I mean, you're young, you're in your thirties, right? Yes. I mean, yeah. And you're, you're thinking that way. I mean, we, we interviewed somebody last week. It was actually a general manager for a local Culver's restaurant. 
and they're in their lower thirties, I believe. And like their life just, I mean, crap hit the fan. That's mm -hmm. just, the, that's what happened. And, and it can happen to any of us. And so it's really, you know, I, that's a great reminder, Emily, to like, think that way. Like, yeah, we're blessed right now. Business is great. And we're selling roofs and we're knocking out roofs and, you know, for Nick, maybe his business is doing great, but what if one day something happens having that, that plan, that, that, that emergency fund that Dave Ramsey talks about. Um, yeah, you're right, Bob. It's most of it's just common sense, like down to earth, common sense things. So, uh, what Emily and Bob, as far as like the financial stuff, staying on that page for a little bit, maybe we'll transition here in a little bit. You guys seem to like work together. I'm sure you guys don't always agree on every financial decision, but like, let's say Bob wants to buy another truck or let's say he wants to buy a trailer or a piece of equipment. Do you guys just have that discussion on every large purchase? Um, for couples listening to this, maybe maybe somebody doesn't really include their spouse on a business purchase for their roofing company. How do you guys handle that if there's a new something or maybe some inventory that you want to buy, uh, something you want to buy in bulk? How do you guys go about that as a couple? Is it, you guys can comment on that. You know what? Like there's a trust. Like she knows that. Like this goes back to the first uh, diesel truck I bought for the business. We'd saved up the money. I had it in cash. Um, it was $25,800. You know, it's like I can remember it exactly. Yeah. And I looked at it. It was in January in Indiana. It was freaking snowing out. And I was like, am I being selfish? Like we were literally loading the kids up in her Tahoe to drive to Michigan to pick up this truck. And she's like, no, you worked your butt off. And we've saved for it. We can buy it. Like we literally searched for that truck for six or nine months before we found it. Like I was looking for a deal. And, you know, it just, I, there's a trust that, you know. I mean, I always know, like, and a lot of times, like, he'll start rattling off numbers about trailers and stuff. Like, I don't know much about a trailer and what what's what. Like, I trust him that he knows what he's buying and he's not um, overspending or being um, irresponsible with it. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, he always tells me what it's going to cost. Um what his thoughts are and he's always looked around for it for a while so it's not like he just wakes up one day and like you know what i'm gonna buy a truck today mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. so no impulse buying yep no hmm. well, I mean, that's i will ahead, buy Bob. new dump trailers because i've seen but how, they're making us money though so. I've, I've seen how crews treat dump trailers yeah. and i'm yeah. like that's the one thing that i will buy new <laughs> yeah know? because uh you know but i mean and, and, and I'll take this back. Like we did the debt. We went through the financial peace university class. We done our debt free screen on Dave's radio show. We went to his bookstore and did it. And this is something Dave said, and we've been married a little over 11 years and we paid it off in like a year and a half. So we've been debt free for over nine years of our marriage. Wow. And um, he said something that here more recently has like kind of popped up in my head. And he said like, you guys set a goal and I, you know, I lost my job uh, during that time. And, you know, we had a lot of life happen to us and there were some months we didn't make any progress, but we kept coming back the next month. And Dave said, you know, you've seared something in your, in yourselves that you guys can attack any goal. And, you know, mm -hmm. I will say this um, a million times, like, she is the reason that we are where we're at. Me and Warren, we just had this conversation. Like anybody that's had success, like 99% of the time has, any male has 
a phenomenal wife behind them or mm-hmm. right beside them. And like I said earlier, like she'll she'll go pull the belt trailer to the job site this afternoon if she has to. Like she'll do whatever yep. needs done. Um, and we both know that. There's never, well, that's not my job. You know, we just we just go attack it. Um, and um, so yeah, I mean that's the uh yeah, I'll, I'll say yeah. it many times. She's a big, big reason for our success. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and our friend Charles Herbster says that the most powerful thing in a man's life is the words that are whispered in his ear at night. Yeah. And that can be in a good way and it can be in a bad way. And so when Bob pulls in with a new dump trailer and Emily goes, what? What were you thinking? That was a stupid move. We're tight this month. Or she says, oh, man, that's a great trailer. I can't wait to add it to the, you know, to the lineup. We're going to make money with it. Nice buy or whatever. It'll totally change a man. Like women, if you're listening, like you have no idea how much power you have in your words when you speak to a guy. And it can be really small things. Mm -hmm. Um, But that's like my wife, Lorna, like we talk about finances all the time, too, and what stuff's going to cost and our ROI on it. And we don't always agree. Trust me. But I have definitely earned that that respect of like, like she trusts my financial decisions, just like what Emily said. But Bob and I as husbands and Nick and our listeners, we have to earn that. Like we have to have a track record of making responsible decisions. And when we go to our wife and say she can't buy that new dress because we're out of money, well, it doesn't look very good for us to go buy a new truck next week. Um, You know, so we have to earn that financial respect from our spouses, whether you're listening as a husband or wife. But so you guys work together and and you talk about these decisions. Um, I'm going to ask Emily this. What's what's the dumbest thing Bob ever bought? Mm, Oh, um, he bought something with his dad and it was a total piece of crap. It was a manure spreader. I told him not. Oh, we were like two weeks. Like we couldn't have been. And it was hilarious. Like I was afraid she was going to say that. I'd hoped she had forgotten. (laughs) But, and that's another reason that I respect Dave. Like Dave gives so much of his success to his wife, Sharon. And he always says that if your wife has a feeling, don't do it. And there's a lot of times, like, I don't really want to do something and I'll chicken out and I'll be like, Emily, what's your thoughts? Like, and I'll be like, hey, you have the Trump card. Like, you can play the Trump yep. card on anything, but she's freaking, yes, she's right. That was a total piece of crap. <laughs> and uh, that's why I was going to say, honey, it has to be within the business. Um, because, yeah. Yeah. That was pre-Dave Ramsey, right? <laughs> I was on that question. Uh, well, we all make we all make mistakes. We're going to make mistakes as long as we learn from them. I mean, Yeah. Well, that's, that's, that's funny. Um, wanted to ask that question. So going back to when you started your business, uh, was it been two years now or three? How, when did you, when did you guys start your business? When was it born? So we technically filed in 17, the October okay. 17. Um, so you're coming up in five years. That's when we came yeah. back to Dave Ramsey, but I'm never shy to admit that we had a lot of money tied up in a house in Tennessee that didn't sell as quick as it should have. So I had to go work for a roofing company and I had to put yep. that dream to the side. And then after about a year of working there, um, little Riley was born. And I mean, Emily's literally sitting on a couch feeding her days old. And uh, I'm like, I'm tired of this. I'm doing it. And she's like, yes, you are. Let's do it. And wow. I looked at her and I was like, are you sure? Because we had had the discussion and she had told me, I think you told me I had to have like 20 or $30,000 in the bank. And we weren't quite there, um, but our house was paid for, our vehicles were paid for. 
and you know we had the money to pay the hospital bills from just having Riley, you know, and she's like, nope, let's do it. Um, wow. So, um, and so right from day one, it was as a team, as a yes, as a couple, yeah, you I mean, wanted to start it. Yep. Yep. I mean, she. I think she saw that I cared about the customers more when I worked for the other company than they did most of the time. Like the customers were calling me at 10 o'clock at night or five o'clock in the morning and they weren't calling the office, you know, and she just saw the, the ownership that I took with my customers. And, um, she also knows I'm one of them people that if I say I'm going to do something, I've got to do it. Um, and I've got to try it. Even if I fall flat on my face, like, you know, Mm-hmm. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give it a shot. Yeah, that's awesome. So I noticed you guys traveled together a lot. Like, you know, Bob might not, you guys might not take a lot of vacations, but you go to conferences, you go to retreats, and a lot of times you go together. Um, Emily, for for people listening, um, most of the guys, most of the people listening on our podcast are are men. We have a few uh, female listeners, but what what has that done for you guys? Because I see a, I see a lot of men go to roofing conferences, going to trainings without their spouses. Uh, what would you say to guys as an encouragement um, to take their spouse or at least invite their spouse with them um, to these events? Because I think it's really cool that you guys attend together. Because then, like when Bob has this great big idea when he's at you know RoofCon or some some conference, then you guys can talk about it right away. But like, why, why, what has that done for you guys? And Bob, you can comment on this as well, but going to growth, you know, personal development and growth conferences together, what has that done for you guys in your business as a, as a couple? Well, it's important to go together because whenever you, if one person goes and gets fired up and then comes back, the other person thinks they're just nuts because they don't understand what they just um, experienced so um, going together, you can discuss like immediately, like, hey, what'd you get out of that? What'd you learn? Like, I thought this was great, what they talked about. Um, that way you can bounce by ideas. And even if the spouse isn't completely in the business or doesn't, um, you know, isn't there every day or whatever, like it's still important because then they can kind of say, hey, I got this out of it. Maybe we should try it this way. And um they can maybe help steer it in a better direction if they're both there learning at the same time. And it's mm-hmm. just, um, it's just builds that bond better when you go together to something like that. It's just, it's, it's good for the marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I just like, that's something that Lauren and I have done together almost every time. Like we go to all kinds of Now she can't travel with me every time. And I'm sure you can't travel with Bob every time, but like be, be intentional about it and do it, you know, as often as possible. Um, I love that the way you ended that it's good for the marriage. You didn't say it's good for the business. You said it's good for the marriage. So um, that's, that's great because it is, it is your livelihood as a couple. It's your money. It's not Bob's money or Emily's money. And if he wants to build a bigger business, well, he's spending Emily's money or their money together. Mm-hmm. And so she has to get, like, we have to be on the same, we don't always, always see eye to eye, but we have to, as a couple, we have to be on the same road, going the same direction, holding yeah. hands. Mm-hmm. And we got one time, you know, sometime I'll pull her along and the next time she'll pull me along. But we have to make sure, because if I've watched this and it's interesting, we just finished out, um, out our, our annual contractor event 
And there was a couple there who actually received one of our biggest awards. And she was there two years ago. She did not want to be there. She had an attitude about it. And I'd say this to her face. And and I talked to her husband about this. Um, uh, one of the kids is walking in the room. <laughs> um, but and And when he went to training, she would like give him a hard time. This isn't going to work out. You're wasting your money on all that junk training, whatever. And she had an attitude about it. And now like she's totally turned around. Like she did a total 180 and she's like encouraging him. She's patting him on the back. She's so proud of him. And he actually was on one of our panels. Like we did a contractor panel and we were setting up for it. And she wanted to put an extra chair there because she wanted to sit with her husband during the panel because he was on it. And it was so cool to see like the change and like he's growing their business growing. Guess what? They're making way more money. And while he had some things he had to grow in, he's now having success because of the woman in his life. Mm -hmm. And so while Bob, you know, is smart, he's a salesman. He worked for Dave Ramsey. Um, sure. He could have some success. I'm sure that he would tell most of our listeners that what he just said earlier, like he would give Emily a lot of credit for it because there's like the motivation there. You're doing it as a team. So yeah, it's great. Um, any other advice, before we throw it back to Nick, as far as working a business as a couple, what do you guys have? Any other advice you want to throw out there, um, Emily or Bob? Uh, thankfully, my wife has a ton of patience um, because, yeah, it's, it's freaking not easy at all. Um, it's the hardest thing we've done, but it's the most rewarding thing. Um, like, I enjoy being with my wife and kind of going back to the, the conferences some guys don't want their wife to go because they're doing things that they don't want their wife to know what's going yeah, on, you know. That's um, true. And and I don't. Like, I, I love my family. I love being around my family. And some days it's nice not to have the kids. I mean, our kids are in and out a lot. And especially all summer, they're with us every day of the week, you know. Um, so it, it, it isn't easy, but it, it's very rewarding. And, um, yeah, like I said, like, I just, it's like she said, like, to see that it's good for your marriage um and you just you just learn so much and you know as, as you know like me and emily can sit and listen to the exact same speaker and what i got out of it is something totally different than what she got out of it and her she's not more right than i am or even vice versa but you know it it, it really is and it's just it's something that i've kind of always been a self-help junkie read a ton of books um purely encouraged from Dave Ramsey when I started listening to him probably like 13, 14 years ago. He's like, you know, you gotta, you know, the old saying you're, you'll be like the, what is that saying about five books you read and you know, the five people you hang around the most or whatever, you know, your income will be within like 10% of the, your five closest friends, you know, and it's, it's crazy because like we're part of, um, Hunter blues group, uh, revolt Hunter is the one that, um, started RoofCon. And they, they've got some, they've got some wife, they had a wife's retreat last year. And it's so fun now when we get together, then we just went on a couple's retreat a few months ago. And it's cool to see like the, the girls getting excited. Like we go on retreats, like that's my one splurge is, um, we, I've been on three or four, you know, members retreat with guys and you see us riding UTVs and going, you know, snowmobiling or whatever but what you don't see is the learning the personal development that we're also doing you know so that's mm -hmm. that's been huge for us um just because 
you know, I've got friends that I can reach out to a couple of them guys. I, I talk to daily uh, or text daily, several of them I connect with every month and just, you know, we all struggle with the exact same issues, whatever that is, health, shingle shortage, whatever it is, you know, but it's nice to be around like-minded, like-minded guys um, that is trying to make a difference. And it's just not a difference in their pocketbook. Like none of us are self-employed not to be wealthy or financially independent sooner than later. But like you said earlier, that can't be your, that can't be your soul drive. Yep. Where's out. Yeah. Emily, anything you want to add for maybe our lady listeners or somebody who's working with their spouse in, in business? Um, it's not easy every day. <laughs> it's a, um, something new. Um, but just, uh, I think, and we really talked about it here lately. Um, we just need to make more time of like going on a date and like stepping away and not talking about the business. Um, so I really think it, especially if you're in the business day to day, um, make that time to, um, just be married and just talk and, um, and not talk about work. Um, I mean, that's kind of our life. So it's hard for us to step away and not. Um, but I really think that is important. Mm, that's awesome that you said that. Um, I was talking to Jonathan Kaufman last night and we were talking about when, you know, we both been in business about eight years now, him and I have, and like scrolling back through my phone, there's some years I can't find memories of like my wife and I hardly. It's all pictures of roofs. And we were talking about like, we have to remember to make memories like mm -hmm. as a couple. Like, yeah, some roofs are very, like we, yeah, it's great memory. But like the retreats you're talking about, going on dates and being intentional. That's, I'm so glad you brought that up. Like we can, we can hustle. Like I talked about at the start of the episode. Most people struggle with that. But then after a while, you can get in a grind where it's like you do nothing intentional for your personal life or your for your marriage so um don't forget guys to go out there and manufacture some memories you know this week go do something that you're going to remember a year from now because you know we're going to remember the roof we were on yesterday a year from now you know we have that in our phone we got that in our company camera and our job nimbus or whatever so let's do some things that are going to go in the scrapbook of life that we're going to look back even 10 years from now and say man that was a fun canoe trip or that was a fun and uh, so that's, I'm glad you brought that up. Like if you're working as a husband and wife, it can get to where like you always talk about work and uh, something Lauren and I have definitely had to learn. I think we got a little better with the last couple of years. Um, we have a long ways to go, but it's so easy. We'll go out for dinner and we'll end up talking about the next contractor we're helping or the next roof job we sold. And it's most times I bring it up and she likes talking about it, but it's like 10 minutes later, we're still talking about roofs and it's like, it's an addiction. So yeah, great tips. Well, Nick, I'm going to turn it back to you guys. This was fun. I'm going to turn it back to Nick. Um, he's got a, he's got some more things up his sleeve. Um, and then we'll wrap this up. So Nick, uh, you've been mighty quiet. Um, but this is, I'm sure you were learning a lot. So it's, it's been great. Yeah. So <clears throat> this has been awesome. Thanks for sharing guys. Um, I was having a lot of fun just absorbing what you were saying. I, th I feel like I could just sit and listen, listen to you guys all day. So, um, that was awesome. <clears throat> well, um, yeah, I think I'm going to transition into our lightning round here. So I have six questions. I'm going to ask as fast as you guys can answer them. I don't know if you both want to answer or to take turns or whatever you want to do. But number one is, what is the number one thing any contractor needs to know? 
Take care of your customers. Love it. Don't give up. Nice. Uh, what's the best thing you've done to find new customers? Take care of our current ones. Right. I, I preach to our guys, the little things, the yard signs, take care of who is in front of you. Uh, we've got one customer that we've already sold three jobs off of from referrals. Um, and I mean, yeah, like everybody, I was literally on a marketing call earlier today. Everybody's looking for that silver lining, that silver bullet, but it's literally the little things. Um, yeah. Yeah. Awesome. How do you stop competing on price? You know what? Fortunately, I, when I was trained in this business, I was trained with a, with a company that was selling at a healthy margin. So fortunately I've never like had that mindset struggle. I mean, you just got to realize some people are not worth dealing with. I don't say that arrogantly, but fortunately I was trained that way. I know a lot of installers struggle with going to like the general contractor model, like we run because they remember when they used to sell it for half of that. But fortunately for me, Plus, I know what it costs to have proper insurance, you know, pay people well and do, do it right. So I think, you know, um, you know, once, once your team believes in that, it's easier. Yeah, awesome. Um, what is the favorite tool or system you use in running your business? Um, I like company cam. Nice. I think that was your answer too, wasn't it, Warren? It was. Cam, changed, so. It changed yep. everything. Love, yep. love it. Company cam guys, gotta gotta try it out. Yes. Check it out. Yep. Um, how about this? The strangest marketing tactic you've ever tried that actually worked? The strangest. Uh... You ever trying anything weird just to see if it worked? No, but. While she's thinking, I'll give this idea. Uh, there was a town, there was a storm that hit a town several years back, and you couldn't door knock. And I, I had some relationships, so got some work there. But I almost stood um, right off the interstate with a sign that says, "We'll do your roof for your deductible," just because, like, that seriously would have like created a lot of people laugh, like you know something like that. I did not do that because I was busy enough at that time. But did you think of anything? The next storm, Bob will make yeah. Indiana State news. Yeah, I want to see a picture. Man of Bob stands on street corner begging for roofs. That's brilliant. That's brilliant. That's awesome. Uh, and finally, what is the number one thing you can do to differentiate yourself? Be authentic and be who you are. Um, like, it's, it's truly a family business with us. You'll see our kids there, and that—that's who we are. Um, we're small town, rural Indiana people that are just trying to make a difference in our community and, you know, give our kids things that we didn't have. Um, and I think that you can all have big flashy Facebook ads or big flashy trucks with, you know, big bright wraps, but just, you know, be yourself. What do you think? Yeah. Love that. Yeah. That's great. Um, so what's, uh, what's coming up for you guys in the future? Anything in the next three, four months that you guys are excited about? Anything um, big, riffing season, starting to wind down maybe? 
we're taking our team um, to RoofCon in November, and so we're going to um, do that. So that'll be fun, um, just team building. Um, nice. It's always fun to have that, to step away kind of and just get to know everybody on a more personal level, just besides the work. Yeah. And like we just did a kayak trip last weekend. Um, one of our sales reps, his fiance, they're getting ready to have a little baby. So we're doing a diaper party next week for him. They don't know that. And just that kind of fun stuff because I mean, we hustle and we grind so much. Um, and then, uh, yeah, I, uh, I don't know why my son has became an Alabama football team uh, or an Alabama football fan. I'm an Ohio state fan. And, uh, <laughs> I'm trying to get some tickets to a University of Tennessee game and take him down to do that because we do work so much mm -hmm. and uh, I, he'll love it. Like he's just, he loves sitting there watching football with dad. You know, he tries to get mom to watch and mom's starting to get a little more interested in football since her, since her baby boy is interested, you know? So um, yeah, looking, looking forward to that. And uh yeah, I think that's um So you live in Indiana and you're an Ohio State fan? How yeah, do you even live how does that even I'm lost. Well okay. I mean, first of all, you got A, I was born a Buckeye, but B, you've got the Hoosiers that they couldn't win a football game <laughs> if the other team didn't show up. And then <laughs> Purdue isn't a whole lot better as they got beat last night by Penn State. So plus uh, I like being different, Warren. That's why I'm an entrepreneur. You know, I like going Yeah, I know. Teams, so you probably been an Ohio State fan for like two years or something. No, just <laughs> kidding you. Uh, no, it's been, it's been a long time. I, yep. Yeah. Uh, well, yeah. I, I will. When he said, you know, be authentic, I just spent three days on the roof with Bob, and I'll tell you, he's in. He's he in real life. He is who you hear him on the podcast, and I really appreciate that about both of y'all. Um, we've spent a little bit of time with you, and there's nothing you know, flashy that you see at the start that, you know, later on you're like, wow, that's not who I thought they were. So, uh, yeah, it was, it was great to, to come down there. And I think Bob worked a little harder physically than he usually has to, but, um, we both were sweating by about, you know, we were covered in sweat by 10 o'clock yesterday morning. We were actually on a roof together yesterday, Bob and I were, they were doing their first, uh, coatings project. So that was a blast. Um, so thank you guys for hopping on the podcast with us. This is, this has been fun. Thank um, you guys. Yeah. Thanks yeah. for all your help, Warren. So, how can um, if uh, someone is just interested in anything you've talked about, wants to connect about finances or uh, running business with a with a spouse or any anything, um, can people reach out to you via Facebook or email or anything? Yeah, Facebook Messenger is probably the easiest. It'll pop right up on the phone. So, okay. But yeah, and I want to encourage anybody. And we actually had a couple reach out to Emily the other day, um, just somebody that was kind of semi-local here. And I thought it was cool because everybody knows me as the Dave Ramsey guy, but it was cool that the wife reached out to, to her. Um, yeah. Yeah. And guys that are listening, sometimes it's really awkward to reach out to somebody you know about financial things. Like maybe you know Nick and I, and you've been listening to the podcast. Uh, I know how that is. That is like it's not easy to go talk to a friend about finances. So maybe Bob and Emily Hole are somebody that you've never met and you, you heard their story and you just want to reach out and have a simple question that you wouldn't ask myself or Nick or um, somebody in your inner circle. And it's, it's okay to reach out to a complete stranger. Um, Bob has some really solid 
uh, financial principles that he follows and Bob and Emily both. And, you know, I would encourage you if you're struggling or if you have that one thing, you that hump you can't get over just to reach out, send him a quick Facebook message. Um, you know, don't if you've been struggling for three years and you don't make a change, you're going to struggle for the next three years with the exact same issue. And so you got to make a change. I would really encourage you to to reach out to somebody. Maybe it isn't Bob, but reach out to somebody and uh, put the brakes on. If you're if your debt's out of control, your payment's out of control, um, you know, put those brakes on, like Bob said, that simple advice of just stop, just stop spending. And uh, yeah, it's great. You guys dropped some really good gold nuggets. So yeah, it was a blast. Yeah. Um, as we wind down, if I can uh, get one more bit of wisdom out of you guys, what is what is the number one thing you would tell any entrepreneur who's looking to start their own business? Just do it. <laughs> yes. Do there's it yesterday, no, right? There's, there's really no, there's no better way to end it than like, like Dave Ramsey says, it's going to take twice as long as you think and it's going to cost twice as much. Hmm. And, okay. And you've got to put the work in like, you know, yep. what people don't see is, you know, the 16, 18 hour days, like they see the new trucks or they see the eight trucks running around town or whatever, you know, but they don't, they don't see me in here Sunday afternoon putting stuff ready for the week ahead or, you know, they don't see you getting leaving at 6 a.m. and coming home at 11.30 p.m., you know. Yeah, actually, when I went to pick up the sprayer, I think I got home about 1, 1.30 in the morning and got back up and was rolling out by 6 the next morning. So you've got to be willing to put in the time. Um, it's not it's it's not sexy. It's not flashy at the beginning. I can promise you that much. So. And one thing That's I would good. say is surround yourself with like-minded people, hmm. a mentor, mm -hmm. just people that in a roofing space, you know, like that are really wanting to change, change their life. Not, not just go to a conference for a party, but like want to change their family's lives or, you know, their team members' lives. Yeah. Absolutely. That's awesome. It's great. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you guys so much for taking some time uh, to join us and and for sharing. Um, really, I could see it was really your heart coming out. Um, and that's so cool to see that authenticity. And I mean, you guys really believe what you're saying. I mean, you can just feel it coming coming through the um, through my headphones into my ears. I can just tell you, you know, so that's so cool um, just to, to feel that your heart. Um, so thank you so much for sharing. Um, and uh, thank you, dear listener, for sticking with us and listening. We hope um, that this has been helping your life and your business to go vertical. Uh, as we say every week, make sure you subscribe or uh, follow us. Um, leave us a comment if you listen on Apple Podcasts and you have not done so. Um, and yeah, thanks for uh, joining us on this Go Vertical ride. Um, thanks, Bob and Emily, for joining us on this episode. And uh, until next week. Let's go vertical. Let's go. Yeah.